0: Thanks for tuning in to today's topics where we look at current events from a Christian perspective. Hey guys, I hope everyone's had a great week and avoided all the storm and flood damage we had a few days ago. You know, if you live in the South, it just, you know, comes with the territory this time of year. Obviously, we don't like it, but we've come to expect it. Uh, Just like we should all have come to expect the half-truths and outright lies that we get from the government. Oh my goodness, nothing could sum this up better than what Joe Biden said in Brussels yesterday during his European trip. A reporter asked him basically if he was disappointed that the economic sanctions on Russia didn't seem to be deterring the war effort. Biden said, quote, I did not say that. In fact, the sanctions would deter him. Sanctions never deter. He did say it over and over. He said it. In fact, a lot of his administration said it. Also, uh, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said, quote, "The purpose of these sanctions is to deter, deter Russian aggression." National Security Advisor Jack, Jake Sullivan, I'm sorry, said, "Quote." The president believes that sanctions are intended to deter. And then Jen, I can't tell the truth, Saki, said, you're obviously going to go with the threat of sanctions because you want to reduce the threat of an invasion. So there is a deterrent. That's what she said. You can find all this, the times it was said, and everybody that said it, you can find all that on politico.com. They keep up with all this stuff, but... You know, I'm not arguing for or against sanctions. That's not my point here tonight, okay? The point I'm trying to make is that these people are professional liars. That's what they are. There's no other way to put it. They will say one thing and then totally, completely contradict their statement. They'll say exactly the opposite of what they just said, and then they just expect all of us to blindly believe it. Like we didn't hear what they said yesterday. It's just unbelievable. You know, how in the world can you believe anything that these people say, no matter what the topic is? I mean, how can you believe anything? And I think some of the problem is, I was thinking about this as I was putting this together. I know that people are busy. I know that. Uh, I know that most people live in a type of their own little personal cocoon, their own space uh and they just want to live their lives and not pay attention to politics or world events i get that that's how most people want to be and the politicians and world leaders they know that they know that basically we just want to be left alone we want to be ignorant in a way we don't want to know all this stuff so these leaders they depend on that they want you to stay that way blindly ignorant just trusting whatever they say or just not caring that's how they want to keep you And then they can really, if they can keep you unplugged and unconnected to where you don't know and don't care, then they can continue to just force this drivel upon us and we're just supposed to believe it. And they can continue to to corrupt and do all the wicked, underhanded things that they're doing because most people aren't paying attention. Most people just don't care enough to pay attention. And that's what they're counting on is for us to stay that way. Um, The press puts out the headline that the, world think about this i could have went a lot of different ways with this tonight but i want you guys to understand some stuff i want you to be educated on this so the press puts out the headlines all week that the world has sanctioned russia right they've sanctioned them the eu european union and united states have voted to stop using russian oil that's what we keep being told right we've sanctioned them we're hurting them economically we're not going to use their oil that's what we keep hearing and that's what we're being told and that's just complete double speak that is not the truth let me explain some things to you russia is the second largest oil producing nation on earth okay they put out millions of barrels of oil a day onto the world market they're part of what's called opec plus I-, I know that all of you have probably heard of opec right and you think that that's these just this little group of Middle Eastern nations that have come together in a basically a group so they can sell their oil? Well, there's actually 14 members in OPEC. I'm gonna we'll name them all for you. I want you guys to understand this. The 14 members of OPEC is Algeria, Angola, Guinea, Gabon, Iran, Iraq, Kuwait, Libya. Nigeria, Congo, Saudi Arabia, the UAE, and Venezuela. Now, that's the four 14 nations that are listed under OPEC, right? What most people don't understand and don't know is that there's another group called OPEC Plus. They're all in this conglomerate together, okay? OPEC and OPEC Plus. Now, there's 10 nations in OPEC Plus. Azerbaijan, Bahron, Brunei, Kazakhstan, Malaysia, Mexico, Oman, Russia, South Sudan, and Sudan. Okay. So the Biden administration, if you've heard, he went to Venezuela. I mean, he called Venezuela. He's over in Europe now. begging. He's begged Saudi Arabia and OPEC. He's just groveling and begging OPEC to produce more oil. I know that you've heard that. So, when he's begging OPEC to produce more oil, all the oil will come from these 24 nations, okay? It's not just the 14 that's in OPEC. It's OPEC Plus and OPEC Plus. That'll that'll confuse you. OPEC and OPEC Plus. So, it's actually 24 nations that are together under the OPEC heading. And that's who Biden is begging to produce more oil, okay? so. All of the oil from these 24 nations goes into the global market. No one buys oil directly from Russia or any other nation, okay? That's what we need to understand. You know, Russia doesn't have its own tap that you can cut on and cut off. They're all together, and all of the oil goes into the global market, basically into, if you want to think about it this way, like one big tank, okay? All the oil from these 24 countries goes into one big tank. And then all the other countries around the world buy the oil from that one big tank. That's oversimplifying it, but it's giving you a good idea. Okay. So, oil today closed at $113.90 a barrel. That's what it closed at today. Now, all of these nations, all 24, are making billions of dollars a week extra because of how high. The oil prices went up, right? They pretty much break even when it's about $70 a barrel. When you look at market watch and look at that. So anything over that is profit. So they're making like double the money right now that they used to make. And no, and, and here's something else that caught my attention last night. As we were browsing the news, I think it was D'Souza brought it up, but nobody's even talking about India. When is the last time that you heard India being brought up in the conversation about oil, oil production, or oil usage? You haven't. And guess what? India is 1.4 billion people. They're the largest democracy on the planet. But you don't even hear about them, do you? There's nothing being said about India. Because they are buying as much as they can buy from OPEC, which includes Russia. Right? Right? They haven't even been approached about curbing their usage or trying to buy it from somewhere else. It's like India doesn't exist in this conversation. They're one of the biggest players. I found that odd. I found that strangely suspicious. So, if you're really trying to stop Russia economically, wouldn't India be in the conversation? Yes, they would. They'd be at the top of the conversation. But they're not. All we hear about is the European Union and the United States. That's the only thing that you hear about when it comes to any kind of sanctions or any kind of curbing Russia's influence, anything. It's just the EU and the U.S. That's all you hear about. So I did a little re- a little research, a little digging, because something's just not adding up. It is true that the United States uses about double the amount of oil per day than any other nation. We use way more than anybody else. That's true. But number two on the list is China. And if you'll remember, we talked about this last week, the Chinese president said plainly that they will not put sanctions on Russia. They're not. And they're the number two user of oil in the world. Remember, most of it comes from Russia. That's where most of the oil comes from. Number three on the list is Japan. Now, have you even heard their name mentioned in any of this? Nothing. Nothing. Russia is number four. They're obviously not going to cut off their oil usage, right? They're number four in the world of what they use. They're they're self-reliant, like we used to be a couple of years ago, remember? Number five is India, and number six is Brazil. Other than China, you haven't heard about any of that, have you? Japan, India, Brazil it's not even spoke it's not even spoken about now see that is beyond suspicious if if you really want to hurt russia economically if you want to cut back on some of the money that they're just dumping in there daily you would deal with the top five energy consumers in the world would you not yeah that just makes sense um I believe all this is a lot of smoke and mirrors. That's the only thing that you can say about this. No one is hurting Russia economically. Let's just call it what it is. Nobody's hurting them right now. Putin is pumping more oil now and making bigger profits than he ever has. Because the demand is up. The price is up. Do you see how economics works? You're not hurting him one bit. Nobody's cut the taps off coming from Russia. Can't do it. They're part of OPEC. The only way to hurt Russia economically is for the United States to return to being energy independent. That's the only way. The only way that you can hurt them. See, we use 20 million barrels of oil a day in this country. Now, if we were using our own oil and not buying it from OPEC, the global price would drop to about $20 a barrel and Russia would be crippled. That's just a fact. But... Every time someone brings a subject up to anyone in this administration, the answer that Buddha Judge or John Kerry or Jan Saki always come back with is, well, the oil crisis is a good reason for us to go all electric. That's their answer to this foolishness. Then we wouldn't be worried about the price of oil, is what she said. Sometimes it's all you can do to watch this lady. I don't know how she gets up and comes to work every day, knowing what she has to do. And knowing what she has to say. But her answer is, well, you know, if you just go buy a $67,000 electric car, you know, a Tesla, then you wouldn't have to worry about the price of oil. Why does nobody call her out on, where are we going to get this electricity to charge the car? You know, Biden's talking about he's going to put these charging stations all over the nation and all this type of charging stuff. Well, where, Where do you think electricity gets created from? It gets created from power plants that about 67 to 70% are coal fired. You have to run off coal, right? Well, they're trying to cripple the coal industry. They don't want you to have any coal emissions. This is something that has no answer to what they're saying. But they want you to believe it. The World Economic Forum has mandated that fossil fuels have to be phased out. We went into that a couple of weeks ago, explained it in depth, right? And this puppet government that we have in place right now, which is what they are, they're just another arm of the World Economic Forum. They're obeying the marching orders down to the letter. They're doing exactly what they're being told. And and it becomes obvious once you read the book that the guy put out, once you understand what the World Economic Forum is all about, what their plan is, what they've laid out openly. When you see that, and then you see what our government's doing, it's plain. It's obvious that they're just following their orders. They want oil prices to stay up, okay? That's what they want. If oil prices stay up, I don't know if you guys are going to follow me on this, but trust me. If oil prices stay up and our economy gets crippled, that's what they want. There's no other explanation because Texas, Alaska, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania is literally floating on oil. We can be energy independent, self-sufficient within a year. We don't need any other nation on earth. Why do you think that we're not members of any OPEC society? Because we don't need them. We have our own stuff. So to not use it, the last article I saw showed that if we used coal for everything in this nation, there's enough coal in the United States that we couldn't use it up in 400 years if we used it for everything. And coal is the one thing they're trying to shut down completely. It's not an accident. Think about it this way. If we're not the world's superpower anymore, okay, if our independent nature and our philosophy about life, if all of that has been dimmed, if we've been moved to the back burner and we don't have the influence that we once had, we're not influencing world politics or anything, then the World Economic Forum will have free reign to force their ideals on smaller nations much more easily. It just makes sense. If we're crippled economically and we can't send billions of dollars to every nation around the world to completely support them if they follow our democratic ideals, then they'll have to follow someone else's ideals. Doesn't it make sense? why they're trying to cripple this nation. And that's just exactly what they're doing. Bottom line is, let me get off this rant and move on to something else. But the bottom line is that Russia is not being hurt not one bit economically when it comes to oil. Some of the other things that they're doing to them may cause some inconveniences, but when it comes to oil, these sanctions are is in word only. It's doing nothing to slow down the amount of oil that Russia is pumping and selling around the world. Zero is what is affecting them. And Putin's just getting wealthy. When oil's, when oil's up to $113 a barrel, he's making millions a day. He can continue to finance this war effort as long as he wants to. As long as oil prices stay up, you can't stop him. The only thing that's going to stop him is when he chooses to stop. And that's just truth of it. Biden has 100% contradicted himself about the effects of these sanctions. Uh, it's just the latest example of how you cannot believe one word that comes out of these people's mouths. It makes you wonder how they can say one thing and then turn around and say directly the opposite. It's just unbelievable. And 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 they're telling you both things as an absolute truth, and we know that they're both an absolute lie. So that's what we got from this entire european trip so far it's just unbelievable another big topic this week has been the supreme court nominee that biden has proposed right there's been a lot going on with her uh katanji brown jackson is her name now biden said months ago that he would nominate a black woman now that's the only prerequisites that he had experience qualifications no no Nothing like that. O- only thing he said was it had to be a black woman. We could go into all kind of discussions on that. Uh, but the only thing that really made me shake my head is she said that she was honored. I'm quoting what this lady said now. she said, I'm honored to be the first black woman nominated for the Supreme Court, okay? Then when Senator Mashburn asked her, you know, they ask them all kinds of questions for days, right? So when Senator Mashburn asked her if she could define what a woman was, she said, I don't know. I said, what? You just said you're a woman, but you cannot define what a woman is. So this tells me and all of us, it should tell us plainly, that she will be in the back pocket of the woke crowd, period. She just she knows what a woman is. She refused to answer because she didn't want to make that side mad. So it's giving us a good idea of where she's going to rule and how she's going to judge, right? Then Senator asked her plainly if she could uh, tell us, when do you think life begins? And she said again, quote, I don't know. That's what she said. She knows, she's smart, she's highly educated, uh, she's obviously very liberal, and she will be a huge supporter of gay rights and abortion rights. She's made that plain. By answering those questions, I don't know. So we know where she's going to stand on the, um, on the issues that are important to some of us on the right, right? Um, but here's the facts. She will be confirmed, and she will be the next Supreme Court Justice. Uh, elections have consequences you know when trump was in he put three on the supreme court whoever a president nominates for the supreme court is powerful Uh, they pretty much get who they nominate and now that we have a democrat senate and a democrat house she will breeze through she's going to be voted in that'll be your next supreme court justice so just remember that presidential elections are are very important uh, mike huckabee has a good story on the trump lawsuit against hillary clinton i found this extremely humorous uh you just keep hoping you keep hoping in some way that that some justice will one day be determined upon hillary clinton right you just keep hoping that in some way somehow um but the lawsuits against hillary clinton the democratic national convention along with 30 other people total for their fake steel dossier in the Russia hoax. Uh, James Comey's also mentioned. Remember, he was the FBI director. The problem is that James Comey signed off on all this fake stuff. He knew it was fake and signed his name to it, approving. Uh, So James Comey's in trouble. Uh, Hillary seems untouchable, but James Comey's in trouble. Uh, He knew it was all made up. He had all the information, and he still signed off on it. So I don't don't see how he can get out of it. It's going to be very interesting. Uh, Remember, we talked a few weeks ago about John Durham's report, how it came out and proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that Hillary invented all this, that Hillary did it. He's got the facts. He's got the detailed report. And so we know that she did it. And Trump's not the one that's going to take this line down. We know him for the last four years. He's going to fight back. So it doesn't really surprise me that he's doing this. Uh, And I think he should fight back. This man and his family was absolutely tormented for four years off of something that was completely fake, completely made up. And they knew it. It wasn't like they were fooled into, oh my goodness, we didn't know this. No, they knew it before it started. So I kind of agree. I think he should be fighting back about this. Uh, and Durham also said today that he will release more previously classified material next week. Cannot wait for that. See what else he's going to release. Of course, the liberal leaning news stations are going to try to spin it. You know that I already saw one today that came out and said, Oh, it's nothing. Uh, it, there's just nothing to this silly lawsuit that Trump's bringing. Well, of course they're trying to do that. They want to diffuse it. They don't want you thinking of something to it. I'll, I wouldn't be so sure. I You know, let's keep an eye on this one. Something may actually come of this. Some people may get in in trouble behind this one. I saw where North Korea tested another long-range missile this week, and Biden came out and said, quote, we're instituting tougher sanctions because of this. (laughs) It's sanctions. Come on, Joe. I bet that just scared little rocket man to death. Ooh, sanctions from the United States. It's really slowing down Russia, isn't it? Ooh, those sanctions are terrible. It's really stopping Iran from getting a nuclear weapon, isn't it? Sanctions. Oh my goodness. Amir Zerfadi's entire report this week. I go to him for the Middle East stuff. He is on top of it. Uh, But His whole report this week seemed to center around how the world is focused on Ukraine, and that's allowing Iran to sneak their way into this crazy nuclear deal that Biden is just determined to get signed. He's going to get something signed, whether it's rotten or not. It's like he thinks it's his Middle East legacy. He has to do it. Um, But Iran finances the Houthi rebels. Remember we talked about, you know, the Sunni and the Shiite Muslims don't get along. I know they're both Muslims, but they don't get along. So one group's bombing Saudi Arabia. Uh, Saudi Arabia is having a war with them. It's just a mess over there. But Iran continues to finance these rebels. And with the world focused on... Ukraine, I can see where zerfadi has got a good point that Iran's making a lot of headway that they wouldn't make otherwise because a lot of the attention is not being focused on them right now. Uh, but I, I do believe that some type of nuclear deal will get signed just because Biden wants it so bad. Um, but it's not going to solve anything. Is Israel will blow up those facilities when they feel they need to. They've said that plainly. Bennett, the new president over there, said the same thing that, Net, that Netanyahu said. They haven't budged an inch. They will not let them get a weapon. So let's keep our eyes on that. When that happens, that's going to that's gonna blow up things. You know, when Israel does what they have to do, that's going to shake up the Middle East. And I wanted to close with a couple of topics on this about Christian persecution continuing around the world. That's not something that we focus on often enough, but uh, I got some of this stuff out of the Alabama Baptist. We get it like a weekly report from them it's like a little newsletter they send out each week but they list now laos you know which is over by vietnam and cambodia laos and finland as being persecuting nations this week you know we always hear about north korea and sudan and nigeria persecuting christians and killing christians and putting them in jail but uh laos has become very unwelcoming actually running people out of neighborhoods and towns if they convert to christianity from buddhism Uh, Making it very uncomfortable for Christians to live in that nation. But what surprised me kind of was Finland. You know, you don't think of Finland as being a persecuting nation of Christians, but they have become such. As a matter of fact, a member of their parliament, which would be like one of our congressmen, uh, she's a doctor, a mother, grandmother, and she's accused of hate speech because she expressed her Christian beliefs about marriage and sexuality. She faces two years in prison for agreeing with the Bible. Is all that this lady did. Uh, so don't expect the world to embrace you. Uh, <laughs> if you're following Christ, if you're trying to live like we're told to live, don't expect the world to embrace you. Let me tell you what Jesus said about it. In John 15, read a couple of verses, John 15, 18 and 19. Jesus said, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you're not of the world, but I've chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. So if you get along with everybody and you agree with everything that this world system has to offer, eh, that's not a good sign, is it? But I want to thank you guys for listening. I really hope I gave you something to think about. Hope I gave you some knowledge about what's really going on with these so-called fake sanctions and understanding what OPEC is all about. Um, but tell somebody about the podcast if you're finding it enjoyable. And y'all go to church Sunday. And by all means, y'all keep reading your Bible. Thanks, guys.